The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something, where every week our goal is to assist you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life, and we're going to continue to bring you top-notch, top-shelf guests and topics to assist you in being all you can be, and we're going to have a part two segment today from our show last week, and the title of the show was Develop a Winning Marketing Strategy, and our guest today is Joe Malinowski, and I really recommend you listen to last week's show because he just gave some tremendous insight on how to be more successful in winning business through a more effective marketing strategy. And just to net it out, Joe basically helps companies and community organizations develop an online and offline marketing strategy that combines goal setting, tracking, and performance. He works with business owners and marketing managers by collaborating on the development of their overall strategy in order to allow them to set goals, action plans, and to avoid the shiny object syndrome. And, Joe, once again, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ty. I'm excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm going to jump right into it, Joe, because there was so much meat last week, and I I really enjoyed it. I, I learned as much as my audience, and I had quite a few people contact me, and they told me how awesome it was, and one of them said they were going to contact you the next day, which I think she did. So, yeah, yes, she did. At any rate, uh, let's continue to give them some some awesome information. So we were covering the topics on, on how to be more effective in, a, in, in developing a marketing, marketing strategy and then also applying it. So my, my first question to you today is, uh, you know, should companies hire someone to manage their marketing or, or what is the cost? Or, you know, if I have someone that's already managing my marketing, what should they really be doing? That is, it's a great question because it's it's interesting how over the last few years that I've, we've been able to work with companies that have someone on staff, that don't have someone on staff, that they have someone that has the capability of implementing stuff. And I think it really depends on the size of the organization. It depends on uh, the budget that they have, and it depends on how how much how big the need is for live stuff. Um, so places that have a lot of events and lots of different things happening on a regular basis during the day might be beneficial to have somebody that's there, but they might have somebody develop the strategy for it. Because what I seem to continue to find is there's organizations that have like this marketing manager person and 
oddly enough, they don't know anything about marketing, which I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. what is their capacity? So their capacity, how I see it, is they have a great project management role, and they understand how to delegate responsibilities. Maybe they have the team to do it, but they don't actually have the details of the strategy to help it actually take place. So we're able to bridge that gap. That's been, you know, that's where we work the best. Um, we're actually we're able to help people implement stuff, but the way it works best in our case is working with people who have a team in place that we're able to provide the information for, how to get rolling, everything that we need them to do, and then help them track and implement it. But some companies have, you know, much bigger budgets. They've got the opportunity to have all types of, you know, high-end strategists on staff. But really what happens is I think we all get tunnel, tunnel vision sometimes. You know, I know we get it in our business. If, if we're working on our projects and everything like that and don't have enough of an outside influence, sometimes we just kind of get focused on you just don't see what's going on around you sometimes because you're just so focused on what you're doing. So always, I think it always is helpful to kind of get a little bit of an outside perspective, even if you have somebody internally. Um, Costs cost can range all over the place. You know, we've helped companies develop strategies for, you know, seven $800. We've got companies that we've got large retainers with. So it really just, you know, working within someone's budget and finding the right people to do it. If someone's just going to say, hey, we're going to help you with Facebook, it's probably not the right person because it's just, your marketing is so much bigger than one platform. You know, there's so many mediums that you really want to have someone to take a holistic approach and really help you gain the insights to what are the opportunities offline? What are the opportunities on other platforms? Where, how much money do you have on a monthly basis? Where's going to be the best use of that money? Because if you've only got 500 bucks a month, picking just social media might not be the best thing. It might be investing into networking somehow. So having someone to kind of help direct that is, is really a critical element, I think. Okay. And you, you made a very good point about sometimes it's, it's a, well, in many cases, in most cases, it's a great idea to have a second pair of eyes from the outside because in many cases, if it's just people from within your organization, a lot of times the reason they're part of your organization is because they think like you do. Uh, they see the mm-hmm. same things you do. But if you can have someone else from the outside come, they may see something that's right under your nose that you've been missing the whole time. Absolutely. I mean, I was on a panel at a college last week, and one of my other panel members, friend of mine, you know, she was talking about stuff that she's done with video, and I had one of these kind of, you know, I call them like a, a duh moment of other projects that we're working on. I'm like, why don't I think of how to implement the videos a little bit differently than what I've been doing? I mean, there's always kind of a sim- there's always a simple tweak to something that makes the biggest difference. You know, that little 1% change can take your business to a whole other level. You know, that's why, I mean, I have a friend who goes, you know, he's got a very successful um, online marketing business, but he travels the world going to different internet marketing conferences, you know, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 to go here, going all over the place. And he's like, if I get one nugget from this place, that could change my business from 1 million to 1.5 million, you know? So it's, it's always those little subtle tweaks in what we do that can take off our, that can really put our business into a whole other level. And that, that brings up another point. A lot of people and a lot of organizations aren't willing to continue to invest in themselves. You know, they, they get stuck in the status quo. 
And and there's a book you may have mentioned last week, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. So in order to get a different result, we have to really entertain different strategies and different approaches to to our marketplace and how we go to business. 100%. I mean, I, and I applaud everybody who's on the call today and or just listening to you know, the, the radio broadcast today because you're taking some initiative. You know, there's, you know, audible.com, you get audio books every month. It's, you know, 15 bucks. It's something else to kind of keep plugging away and give you, just keeping you in the mindset of being open to the new education. I think that's also uh, a critical element to it. Maybe you, you can't afford it from a financial standpoint or a time standpoint to go out on, you know, a three-day seminar. But these people are writing books. There's countless things online. You know, Audible, I think, is, for us, it's, it's fantastic. You know, for such a small investment every month, anytime you're in the car or just doing something, just pop that on. I mean, you can have it on your phone, connect it to your car, listen to that stuff, and just get your mind in a way, in a thinking in a different segment to being open to new ideas. I think sometimes it isn't, it isn't even the new education. I think it's the openness to the possibility of learning something new. So all, all aspects of that are fantastic. Great point, great point. Uh, we have uh, about four or five minutes before our, our first break. And my question for you, Joe, is how do I choose? Well, first of all, before we even get to that, is social media really an effective tool for someone in sales or someone trying to grow their business to actually get new business? Uh, 100%. And that's really where the, the strategy, the strategy, I'm sorry, developing that's right. strategy, that's really where that kind of comes into play because it's a super easy thing to say, we need to do social media. But what is it you're really trying to accomplish with it? And I think some companies get a little bit, it's, if you go into it with a different kind of mindset, then you might not get what you're anticipating. So creating what you really are trying to measure, is it community engagement? Is it brand relevance? Is it driving sales directly to your product or service? You know, obviously we all want to make more sales, but sometimes it's around creating the brand recognition around what you have so people develop confidence in it and then are able to continue to grow and it's easier for them to make the buying decision. So it's really important to look at those roles. Um, But LinkedIn, for example, great tool for business-to-business, ways to develop relationships, ways to identify the right people to get in touch with. So all of these tools, I think, play a big part. Um, When I do presentations, what I'll typically do is I have a slide in the beginning that says something, um, what's it say? You know, it says, uh, it's a funny picture of Back to the Future, and it's got, Christopher Lloyd, and it says, your 1980, your dear Mr. CEO, your 1984 style of marketing won't work. And I always, I come back and say, you know what? It isn't that all of the old stuff you used to do isn't working. It's that you now have new platforms to assist you in making it happen faster. Because it all comes back down to relationships, strategic alliances, and confidence. You know, the, the buying and sales process hasn't changed, just the attitude and the way that people acquire the information has changed. Right, right. Excellent point, excellent point. Now, let's, let's talk about very quickly 
again, the social media platforms that I'm active on, but nothing's coming from it. What should I change? You kind of referenced that, but how do they how do they determine what they should change? If anything, well, I think it, it, it'll first start off with what is it you're trying to actually accomplish. So when you have that in mind, I think it gives you an opportunity to look at what are the different avenues and what are the different opportunities available. So Facebook, for instance, you know, there's everybody says, oh, you got to be on Facebook. Your company has to be on Facebook. Well, yes and no. I mean, the reality is, if you've got a carpet cleaning business or a plumbing business, it isn't like people are anxiously following you. It isn't a sexy topic. It isn't a, you know, con- something that people are conversing about. It's around getting that brand in front of other people. So the uniqueness of the message is really what matters. So we'll do two examples. Regular carpet cleaner guys just talking about carpet cleaning stuff and, you know, oh, only 100 people are following me. This isn't really working. And I have another guy who's a carpet cleaner who takes funny videos. He created a little uh, character called Dusty the Dust Mite. Uh-huh. And he, he goes into the carpets, and he's having fun, and people just share it because it's silly. So he's now getting people to share that message to go on, and they're doing the marketing for him. So, again, it's those little tweaks and also the understanding of what is the end result we're trying to get to that really helps out. So it's different for all platforms. Okay. All right. We're going to continue with this. It's time for us to take our first break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski, Marketing Phenom. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today is develop a winning marketing strategy. My guest is Joe Malinowski, and he's sharing some just amazing information and some creative thoughts on how we can be more effective in marketing our businesses and our services and products to gain more customers as well as develop customer loyalty. So, Joe, we were just talking about basically how to improve uh, the results we're getting from our social media platforms, and you just gave uh, an excellent example. Uh, continue on. So we're just talking about, you know, an example of a carpet cleaner. You know, one guy's just posting stuff that he thinks people want to see. The other guy's posting funny, entertaining things that people will actually share. It isn't about people wanting to see stuff. It's about people being entertained by it. you got to realize that the biggest use of the Internet is for entertainment purposes. So thinking about all those different categories that your business might fall into. But another total sidebar of the example is thinking about networking. So if you're like most business owners, you or you have a staff member or somebody is going to events. You're out there, you're getting your name out, you're doing all these different things. So what are you really trying to do in that? One, you're probably trying to get in front of new customers. But two which, in my opinion, is significantly more important, is getting in front of people who know a lot of people. You know, I just listened to the book, uh, The Tipping Point, and it refers to, was it The Tipping Point or Made to Stick? One of those two books, I listened to them back-to-back, but it refers to mavens and centers of influence and people who just know a lot of people, so they're trendsetters. So I want to know centers of influence who already have a relationship with all my potential clients. It goes the same way online, which is what makes, you know, that's the paradigm shift with our marketing and the Internet because you're just so much, it's so much easier to get to people who already have big lists because you can find out who they are. You can find their pages, whether it's on Facebook or Pinterest or LinkedIn. You find people that are already connected to large groups, and you have an opportunity now to start developing relationships with them. In the the session that we talked about last week, we talked about creating – Kind of not like community development pages, things that a lot of people have an interest in, not just your business. So if let's say you develop some kind of presence that had a value to your centers of influence, you now have an opportunity to reach out to them. Say, hey, I built this. I want to see how we can collaborate. I just had a meeting this morning with uh, the president of Concierge Association. She loves the stuff that we're doing. I'm now able to then collaborate with not just her, but her whole association to then help promote a whole concept that I've built, which helps me get in front of my ideal client. So I just continue to just spiral out, out, out my centers of influence that I get to meet, and they're now validating me to masses of people. So it's always important to think about who else wants to be in front of your clients and how can you develop something that's awesome for them to engage with as well. Excellent point. Excellent point. And speaking of engaging, there are so many things that can be done today using the Internet, okay? And and the question that I get quite often is, okay, Ty, so to get more exposure and to stay in front of people and to keep them coming back to me, should I be blogging? Should I be podcasting? Should I be creating videos? 
uh, should I start a radio show or write a book? So talk to me about these different components of getting greater exposure. Well, to preface this, the first thing that I would tell you is whatever you choose to do, you have to be all in. Because if you're going to kind of do it, it's never going to work. You're going to have to figure out something that you can do consistently and be conservative initially. It doesn't have to be something you do every day. Whatever you choose, you probably want to have it on a minimum of a weekly scale, um, especially in like the blogging and podcasting and all that kind of world. But if you're doing you know, email communication with people, that could be a little bit more on a monthly basis, depending on the size of your list and the type of engagement you're getting. But figuring out what's the trending topic, what is something that you have information about, and what's going to be the easiest way to get your audience to digest that. And it also depends on bigger goals for your business. And it might be a sideline income. You know, I tend to focus on wanting to look at ways to build a presence that promotes my business and create secondary income streams because it helps diversify the incomes, obviously, but also provide other opportunities for all types of different connections. So, you know, podcasting is a great tool. It does have a little bit of a startup cost because you're going to have to get some nicer equipment to do the audios on, make sure everything sounds good, make sure everything's getting produced properly. There's a learning curve behind it. But let's say, let's, let's start from the bottom and then kind of go up to the more complexity things. You know, okay. we've got blogging. Blogging, great opportunity. If your website doesn't have a blog and you're trying to develop a presence, it's a great way to start developing just the dialogue. You know, one, it shows people you're still in business because a lot of times people go to websites and the content never changes. It's all very static. You don't know if they're even paying attention to it. So if there's a blog and, like, frequent content getting updated on it, it shows you have stuff going on. It gives you an opportunity to highlight different areas of knowledge. If you have strategic alliances, it provides you an opportunity to talk about them, highlight stuff that they're doing in their business, which the reality is the more people you talk about, the more people are going to come to your site. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you're talking about me on your website, I'm going to post a link back to your website. If you're just posting stuff about you, I don't care, and I'm probably not going to talk about it. So thinking about all those different opportunities you have with the people who have the followings, and that's really where it comes across in podcasting and videos and, and radio shows. You know, Ty has a radio show. I am promoting the radio show because I'm on it. It's an right. easy thing. It's, it's the way that you get your whole audience to grow is by leveraging that. So blogging, definitely the lowest barrier of entry, easiest thing to get started on. If you don't have it already set up, setting up something on WordPress, something within your own website, it would be optimal. Um, but then upgrading it from there and saying you want to do a a video, you know, a little video series. You know, I have a client who does videography. So when they're at events now, like, listen, I know it isn't the highest quality of video, but we do want to start talking about more people and getting shots for different stuff. So when you're at events, do little quick interviews. We create it like a podcast or something, something silly that people know that it isn't our high-quality video. It's just a rapid-fire, from-the-camera, getting-posted-up kind of a video. So now other people are going to see, oh, wow, look, they, you know, they did a video at XYZ event. They're promoting stuff. So utilizing YouTube 
but again, it's consistency. If you're just going to do it for a couple of weeks to see if it works, it's not. I can guarantee you don't even waste the time on it. So whatever you choose to set up, again, make sure that it's something that you're going to stay consistent with. But YouTube videos, huge impact. You can implement them and incorporate them everywhere on any social platform, in your blog, anything that you're working on. Um, but even in the radio segment side of things, you know, Ty, you can probably speak to this a little bit more. I'm not as familiar with all the logistics around starting up and, and costs and stuff, but there, I know that there is a cost to these things. So figuring out what your threshold is, what your time investment is going to be, what your financial investment is going to be, you know, who are you trying to get in front of and how are you going to get that message launched out there? You know, we talked about business women rock last week and, that's been a huge promotional tool, but there was startup costs, but there was a very strategic plan and a huge growth opportunity for it. So that was a financial investment that was sound, and now we're already turning it into sponsorship. So I know we could talk about you know the different opportunities all day long. So we'll I think we'll uh, kind of continue to touch on this stuff. Oh, most definitely. And as you just said, to your point. The key is consistency. If I know I have a show every Thursday night, I have no choice but to prepare one, to prepare for it, to find guests and topics that I know my audience is going to be interested in. So as a result, I continue to keep them engaged with me. I keep them engaged with my organization, any new products that I come up with or trainings or whatever. So that it makes a difference. As a matter of fact, last week I had someone contact me to do coaching for the entire organization. Uh, that gave me really a foot up on anyone else they may be considering because all they're getting from them is a proposal. And the person said, well, he said, I've been following your show. He said, so I know your content and I like it. So that that gives me a one-up on anyone else. The continual exposure to my material, my thought process, it is it's, uh, invaluable. You never know who's listening. You never know who's going to participate. I mean, I was on the show last week. One of the listeners called me up. She's got an incredible idea. She's got a great attitude about it. She understands and has expectations that she wants to meet and plans she wants to go after. And now we get to set up an awesome plan together. You know, I'm excited to be a part of that project. And it's yeah. one of the statement I made last week. You know, work begets work. Just keep doing stuff, and awesome stuff just comes from it. It just, it just happens because you're attracting that. So it's a fantastic opportunity. You... You you can't say that enough. And for those of you who are listening, just get out there and get exposure, and it will continue to just build on itself. I I did something last year just out of the kindness because I support at risk youth. So I gave a speech, and as a result of giving that speech uh, to 900 people, I can't tell you how many centers of influence that I have met as a result of that, that speech. And it's continuing to grow my business as well as the exposure. So that's an excellent point. And we're going we're gonna to hold on that thought, Joe. Then when we come back, I have a few more questions for you that I know my audience can't wait for me to ask you. But it's cool. time for our next short break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski. So stay tuned, and we'll talk to you again on the other side of the break. The 
business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Are you and your business well prepared? For what, you may ask? Well, what about workplace violence, cyber attacks, or general business disasters? Listen for Fear is Negotiable, Business Survival Skills 101 with your host, Pamela Hill. We'll bring you case studies of the businesses that don't prepare and the consequences that can happen. We'll also bring you best practice strategies that can help you keep your business running smoothly. Tune in to Fear is Negotiable, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski, and we're talking about develop a winning marketing strategy. And, Joe, as usual, you can give and continue to give us some amazing tips on how we can grow our business and be more successful in, in the sales process. So my question to you, we were just talking about the blogging and the podcast and the radio show. Uh, what about writing a book? What's is there an advantage to writing a book today? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a group that are going around the Tampa Bay area. They're an international guy. They're called K- KPI, Key Person of Influence. And that's really one of their, their foundation principles and stuff. I think if you have the opportunity to write a book, it's incredible. It's your $20 business card. You know, it, it, there's immediate credibility to somebody with a book. It's just it doesn't even have to be a great book. And the person that you give it to doesn't even have to read it. The fact that you have a book and you're published kind of has its own level of, you know, just wow factor to it. You know, Ty has a book. I think, you know, I know I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing, but I know it's a fantastic book because I just like Ty. I would uh-huh. know it and say, this guy's got a great book. I mean, I'd be out there being an advocate for it just because I know it's there. Um, so writing a book, that's really where the blog stuff kind of comes into play because if you're able to just start getting in that habit of writing, you could just probably condense a ton of the content you've already created and potentially get the book done right out of there. You know, if you're, not, if you're a person who doesn't like to write, you can do stuff on video. If you're a person who wants to create a book and just wants it to be done and you have a ton of knowledge, you can use a ghostwriter. You know, hang out with somebody for a couple of days, you create your, a little bit of an outline, you give it to them, you say, here's the concepts, here's what I want it to be about, 
and then you hang out with this ghostwriter, and then they just take all of the stuff, they'll transcribe it, they'll modify it, they'll do all of the work for it, and it, it doesn't have to be something that is all-encompassing of time. You know, and it's a great, even, you know, stuff like this, talking about it, gets me to take my own action and take my own advice and start getting my stuff done because I've been talking about writing a book for so long. I just continue to change topics and ways that I want to do it. But it's something that I think is an important part. You know, I actually, uh, there's an, another way, actually, I actually met a gentleman yesterday who, if you were going to speak somewhere, you wanted to have a book, there's actually now a service that, let's say you wanted to give away Ty's book or a John Maxwell book or something like that, this service will actually create a laminate cover and everything for the book with your branding on it and the book and the actual title and stuff of the book, just like their, their regular branding. And the inside page can be a message from you. So it's an incredible thing in a way to, if you don't have your own book, utilize somebody else's book, give that away. And that's got all your branding on it. It's a great promotional piece. And it's another opportunity to just get a lot of cool things shared. So it's, it's all about credibility, all about validation, and about having the person you're trying to connect with walk away feeling good. You know, if somebody gives me a book, I'm happy about it. I don't care if it was their book or someone else's book, but they took enough. It was funny, the, uh, the conversation we had yesterday was when somebody gives you a book, it's like a compliment because it's to say, like, they think you're smart. You know, they think you read. They think enough of you to think that you're continuing your education that they gave you this. <laughs> so it's uh, it's an interesting concept when we talked about that yesterday. And, you know, that's an excellent point because I know you've been blogging for a while. And if you were to look back at all of the content that you blogged, you have a book there, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you uh, do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and the same with me from the standpoint of the radio show, it, it, it gets to a point where you just repackage stuff, you know, mm-hmm. because I have probably over 60 shows by now, and if I get them transcribed, I'm confident I have enough really exceptional material there for at least one book, possibly two. So, mm-hmm. But those of you who are thinking about ways to get more exposure and to be perceived as an expert and also to market your, your business, if you get started in one area, that creates the material for the other area. Would you agree? 100%. 100%. Any material you're going to create is going to start building on itself, and you're going to have ideas. You're going to start jotting other things down, and whether it's doesn't matter which medium it is, YouTube, podcasting, blogging, radio shows, all of that stuff can be manipulated into something for print or something bigger than print. Who knows? You know, you can make a movie out of it. There's a lot of different opportunities. You know, I think I gave the example last week of what Chipotle was doing. You know, they set up a, a TV show on Hulu around farming because they are all organic stuff. So they wanted to showcase that. So just repackaging the way that their messaging is, they were creating a TV show. So there's, there's never ending stop. There's, there's no limit to the possibilities of creative stuff you can use to get in front of those different audiences. Great, great point. Great point. And it just dawned on me right now. Also, not only did I create a book from the radio shows, but if I get them transcribed, that can also become my blog. So it's, it's basically how creative can we get? And the question I wanted to ask you next, Joe, was 
we all know that the the shortest sales cycle comes from clients we already have. The, the sales cycles have the tendency to be the shortest if we're already doing business with someone. Also, the margins have a tendency to be higher from doing more business with clients we already have. So the question I have for you is how can I get more from my current clients? Uh, that's that's just a really cool question because that's that's the area that, you, we always hear about in business when you go to sales trainings and stuff like that is ask for referrals. Well, it's an easy thing to say, but it's, it's a whole different thing, I, I think, when you're going to develop an actual strategy and plan around it. Because people who are already paying you are apparently happy enough with your service to keep paying you. So how do we figure out a way to incentivize them to spread the good news bigger than just talking to somebody else, you know, restaurants, I mean, retail stuff has an even massive opportunity around this and very few of them utilize it. But even in the business to business world, you know, getting people to talk about stuff is what everybody wants. So how do you really get it to happen? It's around looking at what is another big value to your client. So maybe if you're in a big margins industry, you know, listen, guys, you know, you can buy, you know, there's, a, there's still cruise companies doing this. You can buy a package for like 100 bucks, 50 bucks, and give away cruises, you know, three-day, three two-night cruises to people. So you can say, hey, guys, we wanted to give this to all of our, you know, awesome clients. We wanted to come by, shoot a video with you, chat a little bit. Would that be cool? And now they're absolutely, one, they're happy that you're working with them. They're doing a great job. Two, you're giving them a cruise. And three, they just, you know, people kind of inherently want to help each other. So it's, it's thinking about what's going to reach the audience you need to reach, what, are the, what different mediums should you be participating on, whether it's is creating a video good or is setting up a blog post and having a whole bunch of press release stuff go on about it. It's going to be different for everybody. So just really looking at where is your audience and who are they? How can you get the right messaging in front of them? And how can you use the great stories of your existing clients to push out in front of them? You know, with retail businesses, it's super easy. While they're there, they're at your restaurant, they're at your whatever it is you have, giving them a call to action and say, hey, guys, we're doing a drawing in the next 10 minutes, or we're going to do a drawing on Facebook or on social media. Click this link or go on this page, leave your email, and we'll shoot you uh, We'll shoot over whoever won later this afternoon. Now, everybody's going to go on, they're going to like your page, they're going to promote it, they're going to do all the marketing for you. So retail stores and everybody like that have it super easy. The business-to-business takes a little bit more thought process and finessing, but nevertheless, it's still possible. Great point. Great point. And I had a a guest on, I think it was last month, H. John Mejia, who talked about uh, how to use incentives to close more business. So you were just kind of basically highlighting that. So those of you who are listening now, if you missed that show, go back and and listen to that show on how to use incentives to close more business. So that was a great point that you just made. And what about those people that are in very restrictive industries? How can they leverage uh, an online presence? You know, from the most restrictive industry, I would say in the financial planning world, you know, that. It's interesting how as limited as they are and you talk to everybody, all these restrictions they have, in my mind, they actually have it the easiest because they can't talk about themselves. 
the biggest obstacle for businesses is they get into this. People people care about what they have to say, and it doesn't matter what you have to say. I mean, even when I was at the panel last week, you know, the kids were asking, "What's what's the no-no thing to do with your pages on social media?" It's like it isn't about you. The audience doesn't care about you. They care about what's happening, what's entertaining. So, from a financial center side of it, you're forced to create a presence around something you love. You know, that's your best promotional tool. There was a financial planner. I really, I really have to do more research, and I always forget his name. But a few years ago, five or six years ago, he set up a blog about the Mets because he loved the Mets. And that became a massive promotion tool. It got thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, hundreds of thousands of readers, and he was able to build a massive financial planning practice out of it. So they, they don't have a choice. If you're restricted, you don't have a choice but to do something you actually like because it's all you can do. So I think it's, uh, there's just so many cool opportunities that you know, a fraction, an insignificant fraction of financial planners actually use. They're still out there knocking on doors, meeting people that don't want to talk to them, talking about you know, trying to sell people, following up over and over again. I mean, it's, I think we all find it very easy to work with people that have an interest that we have, that we already like, that we're able to have a conversation with. When you have to go and you have to sell something, that's not comfortable for anybody. That's not fun. You're not enjoying that whole process. It's a lot easier to build something, have fun, meet people that have common interests, and then they're going to say, what is it you do? I mean, if you go in with it trying to sell, it's going to be weird. So you're just there trying to meet the people. Who are they? What's going on? Hey, you know, I'm a financial guy. This is actually what I do. We manage blah, 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 blah. People are say, oh, those people are going to come around. So I think that's, that's the most critical element to a financial planning practice. You know, and that's, that's an excellent point because we made the point last week. People like people who are like them. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So the more you can relate to the person that you're talking to, the more they're going to like you, the more they're going to feel comfortable with you. And that's going to help foster the opportunity to do business with them. All right, Joe, it's time for us to take our final break, the shortest hour of the week. Okay, it's time for our last break, guys. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you in just a few. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. 
The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynor or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynorgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski. Joe, we have a few minutes left to close the show. The topic today is develop a winning marketing strategy. So, Joe, what are some, some key points you'd like to leave our audience with today? Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, should I be doing stuff online? Should I be doing stuff offline? The answer is yes. You should be doing stuff. You've got to figure out which of that stuff is going to be best for you. In a perfect world, yeah, you'd be doing it all. But reality, timing, budget, you might not be able to do it all. So the critical element is first, figuring out the down to just nuts and bolts details of what gets you new business and who gets you new business. Those two elements will help you look at how can I best serve these people and get in front of more of these people. So it might be an online focus. It might be an offline focus. You know, how much time should I be spending on stuff? Well, it's a matter of looking at what is the average sales cycle for stuff like? Have you even, have you worked out enough systems in your business that you've got a staff running or you actually have a very detailed daily plan? You know, I worked with an insurance agent and I went into their office and it was just kind of stuff all over the place. They had different piles and things like that. And I was like, all right, what are each of these piles representing? And how do we better manage this? So it, it kind of starts with a personal organization and a business organization. And I'm not saying your you know, business as an organization. I'm saying your organization in the business. Because if something isn't working, everything else isn't going to flow as nicely, and you're going to waste more time. So it's a matter of getting stuff in order, planning. You know, I'm experiencing it right now in one of my projects where – I just kind of was going from idea to idea. We'd have strategies, we'd have ideas, we'd go implement them, we'd check them out, we'd come back, we'd revise them. But I never really created the definition to what is it I really want this to be and look like. If I was to get funding for it, what would be the perfect scenario of funding? How much do I need? What's going to every component of the business? So then when I go and meet with somebody who's the president of a convention and visitor bureau or Bright House or whatever, I could say, here's the money that if we could do everything we wanted to do, here's what it would take, here's how it would get spent, here's the actions we're going to take, here's how we're going to measure success, and here's we're going to have the returns on everything. So it's a rather, you know, really getting specific and detailed. So if you're looking for investors or if you're looking for a new employee, if you're looking for someone to help out, that system is there. You know, how often to review stuff is 
typically on a monthly basis, but if you've got a high volume and a high traffic kind of business or online presence, it might be weekly. You know, you might implement something and see, all right, how did that work this week? Let's modify it for next week. So it really depends on your level of interaction. You know, I have a friend who owns a restaurant down here in Tampa Bay, and they are a very awesome Tiki Hut kind of place. Well, they've been open for 10 weeks. Their busiest, like, crazy days are Saturdays. And, you know, they're working out some kinks, and one of the partners is like, man, we really got to figure this stuff out. And my other friend who owns another couple places was like, dude, we've only really been open 10 days. I mean, we've been open for 10 weeks, but... (laughs) We haven't had enough of a learning experience because with only 10 days of knowledge, we don't know which, what's going to be the best tweaks to make. You know, we kind of have to stumble over stuff and figure out what it is is going wrong for us to really make those, you know, conscious changes. So it really just is all over the board. Really helps out looking at where they are, how often you're interacting, how often are they participating, what is their schedule like, and just getting detailed. Write it down, create the plan have the person implement the plan. And here's what we do typically sometimes. We'll create a huge plan. We'll create a plan encompassing everything. And then what we do is we sit down and we look at, all right, what of this can we actually do? Who's going to do it? How can we get support for the other stuff? And what stuff should we put on the back burner? Because it's just getting those creative juices is an important flow too. You don't want to just say, you know, just, only do something for Facebook when you can have tons of opportunities offline and online and everywhere else. So get all the creative stuff out and then delegate and figure out and prioritize what's all going to work the best. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And we, we have about 30 seconds, let's say a minute left, Joe. One last question I have is when you create a strategy, should it be for three months, a year, three years? I typically create something for about 60 days, uh, 30 to 60 days. You know, we'll, we'll implement it. We'll start reviewing stuff after the first 30, kind of create the next 30, because with technology and with ideas and creativity, it's easy to just keep flipping stuff over. So you can create a big plan and kind of keep revising stuff within it, because there might be some foundational elements that are going to last the whole year. Um, but it's always important. I think every 30 days you're revising stuff, you're sitting around for two or three hours and consciously just working on that type of thing. Okay, excellent point. Joe, once again, I, I'd like to thank you for being on the show and just sharing your wealth of knowledge with my audience. And I know, again, they have some tremendous takeaways that my expectation is that not only will they listen to what you say, but they will now apply it. So if they have questions or if they want to use your services, uh, give us some ways to get in touch with you. Absolutely. You can absolutely shoot me an email. It is Joe, J-O-E, at mdavidkatz, K-A-T-Z dot com. That's J-O-E, at M-D-A-V-I-D-K-A-T-Z dot com. Just shoot me an email or reach out to me. My best platform on social media to reach out would be through Facebook. Um, Either of those two mediums are totally fine and always awesome to chat with whoever wants to chat. Excellent. Joe, again, thank you very much for your time and your insight. And as Joe said, the only way to get an an 
Return on investment is the first make an investment. And a lot of times we aren't willing. We want results, but we aren't willing to invest. And the only way to get improvement is to invest in yourself. So if you are enjoying what you're getting from the show, let us know. If you're looking for someone to help you grow to the next level, contact Joe because he can help you. If you're looking for it from a sales perspective, give me a call. We want to help you. For those of you who are looking for just one-on-one coaching, we can help you. I'd love to be your coach and you be my, my mentee, and we will make things happen for you. Or we can do it for your organization. If you're looking for training and development, ongoing development, we can help you with that. Give us a call at 888-605-1040 or give me and shoot me an email also at ty, T-Y-E, at TyMainerGroup.com. We thank you very much for listening. Tell others about the show. We are growing by leaps and bounds every week, and I just thank you for that. If there are any topics you would like to have on the show, send me an email, let me know, and I will look for uh, guests that have expertise in that area, or who knows, I may have expertise that can just talk about it. But we want to help you get where you want to go. So thanks again for listening. And in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.